America's public enemy number one, one. in the United States is drug abuse. Fake. Bullshit. We have increased seizures of illegal drugs. Shortages of marijuana are now being reported. A dirty war. There's no marijuana. Sanctions by the Philippines. What are we going to do? People and his police. Kill them. All of them. Don't kill nobody. Drugs kill people. People don't kill people. People don't kill themselves. Drugs jump out of bottles and jump in their mouth. Say, I think die, you're right. Die, I think you're bitch, right. OD. OD, bitch. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's the Daily Addict. It's your boy Tim and your boy Dave. What's up? This is season two of the DAP. DAP. The DAP. New season. Season two. This is a whole new era. We're not breaking it in today with the guests, but our next show will have a guest. Yes. So, Mel, hopefully. Prepared. Meow. Meow. <laughs> and we are going to another level of professionalism and dedication to our cause. Because we're not wearing no clothes? Because we never wear clothes. It's season two. Season two, you got to hide drugs in your orifices. Oh, shit. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> no, 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 not around here. But if you're coming over the border, then uh you gotta Keith be able, through that shit. You gotta be able, yeah, you gotta be a little more creative. So man, um hit us up on Twitter at Daily Addict Show. Make sure you listen to us on your favorite um podcast medium, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Plus, or Spotify. Everywhere. Pretty much everywhere, but give us a review. Do us a do us a favor. See, this is the thing. I know there's people listening because I can see all the stats and I can see. Yeah. You know, we got well over a G now of listens, and we have, you know, a lot of different countries and a lot of different cities. So we're up to like thirteen hundred right now, and we have like from every yeah thirteen hundred total listens, and we've only been on for a couple of months, so. I think we're doing well, man. I'm excited. Even if we got one listener, that's cool. That's all right. Well, they're like clicking from Spain and UK and Canada. And, and I'm starting to know some of these people and learn learn them because they are interacting with us. I think it's cool as fuck. Yeah, what they don't know is when they click, we can see like their webcam and shit. Yeah. Why'd you? Oh, wait. No, never mind. No. But that's going to be what season two is all about. Total <laughs> interaction. <laughs> Total interaction. We see you, you see us. Boom. I don't think it's important that people see people on a podcast. Nah. That's why people podcast. Yeah. We don't need to see you. I mean, cause if, I mean we, if we're on, it's going to have to be rated X because we have no clothes on. Exactly. Picture that, listeners. That ain't nothing on the internet now, though, dude. No, fuck no. There's all kinds of crazy shit on here. Like you sitting on a two-liter right now? Well... Wait till, I, wait till I take the top off with my ass. <laughs> oh, wait till man. I put the Mentos into the Diet Coke. There you go. Damn, first one. Oh, shit. Fuck. There's lots of lines on this 
thing. Just so everybody knows, we got sound effects now. Uh oh, instantaneous. We put Dave. Dave's in charge of the sound buttons, so he's can't wait to. I got to push something. Use these things. So as we go on here, uh, is there anything else important we want to cover before we start talking oh, about man. important drug war stuff? No, just that's about it, man. I had a frustrating experience trying to get some pain medication. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, legitimate prescribed um, pain medication. That's why Claudia fights for that shit. Yeah. Man. So I think I'm gonna save that story for when uh, Claudia yes. gets here. Yeah, don't because say because I wanna I wanna share that with her how I had to struggle to get much needed pain relief. Um, yeah, let's go. With no further ado, let's just go right into our first subject and story, which we wanted to cover some cannabis stories in Michigan. The first, this is not part of any uh, particular story, but we wanted to cover the fact that the new governing body over the Michigan marijuana, it's the MRA, I think it's called, the Regulatory Agency, Marijuana Regulatory Agency, they just came out and uh, said that dispensaries in Michigan cannot sell any more caregiver medicine as of yesterday. And um, so basically they have to buy it from a licensed grower and go through the process and whatever. And caregivers are only allowed to sell to licensed growers and processors. Care- caregivers can Only sell to those people because as a caregiver, technically, you're not supposed to sell it to your patients either for a profit. So what you're saying is big business one again. Not really, because the dispensaries are going to be hurting because there's not enough growers that have product right now that have uh, there's not enough uh, production coming out of these licensed places yet. So really, yeah. But yeah, eventually when these big commercial places get up, they're the ones that are going to benefit from. We, st- we still don't know that yet because there's still a black market. There's still like, there's still 50,000 caregivers. And then plus everybody can grow their own marijuana now because it's recreational. So you can grow 12 plants. Why don't they just get rid of the whole medical thing? Just be like, all right, it's all, it's all legal. Now. It's yeah. all whatever. Do whatever. It, it Why don't they? Is. It basically is. You're right. So they created a bigger black market by, by this is a great example of, how are you going to legal? How are we going to legalize cocaine and um, opium and things of that nature? And still, well, those will be harder because you can't just make those in your house. No. You can't just make heroin in your bathtub. No. If there is a way, that would be awesome. Taking a bath and making some heroin. A lot of a lot of people overdose in the bath. People would be taking baths all day long. That'd dude. be fucking. Wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. Good idea. But cocaine. I make that shit in the bath all the time. You can't um, do it in the bath, though, because if it gets wet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't do it. What are you going to do? Any drug gets wet. It's pretty much wet. Yeah, it's worthless. Drugs need to stay, stay dry. That's why I keep uh bottles. That's why I keep the medicine in the bottles. Yeah. We haven't talked to bottles in a while. No. Um speaking of the marijuana, back to the Michigan scene here. 
Um, that's not the only thing that changed. They also have, according to M Live, can can grow. They have a way that you can grow industrial hemp this year. It's a pilot program that was announced by Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the Michigan Department of Agriculture. It's a uniquely positioned to grow, process, and manufacture industrial hemp. We are one of the nation's most agriculturally diverse states, growing 300 different commodities on a commercial basis. So it's a natural fit. I really like this move by the governor. Governor. She's not making a lot of friends right now since she got elected because of her uh, budgetary stuff that she's come out with. But as far as marijuana, man, she ain't fucking around. No. She already, like, disbanded that Laura five-person panel that was led by Don Bailey, the former state police detective that busted dispensaries. How the fuck are you going to make the head of your... No bias there. No bias there. I mean, come on. That's fucking bullshit. Everybody knew it was bullshit. He didn't like growers and they didn't like him. And he never was a friend of marijuana. He never even wanted to, that seeing that it was really a medicinal value or any value at all. He's just a, he's a fucking asshole. Only value to him is when they raided places and they fucking confiscated everything. Damn right. That was their value. That was their value. And they're missing out on that shit now. They're fucking confiscating dildos. <laughs> Remember that story? Yeah. They took a chick's sex toy. Her and her husband are trying to get a dispensary going. And uh, it wasn't Don Bailey, but it was the Michigan State Police. They raided this uh, folks' home, took all their kids' toys and shit. I might be wrong about that, but I know <laughs> they took her sex toys. They took all the toys in the house. Fucking Grinches. How could you even live? I don't know. I know a friend of mine that was doing a trim job. He was a carpenter. <laughs> That sounds bad, dude. No, it's really good. He was uh, laying some trim in somebody's, <laughs> somebody's in somebody's house, and they left him there. So he's uh, you know hanging trim, and he's in the bedroom, and they had to leave. So they left him at the house alone. He knocked over the dresser, and two dildos come out <laughs> in the bedside dresser. So he takes the dildos. He has his buddy take a picture of him. He has the dildos with a big smile on his face, and he has them, like, crossed in his hands. And then, uh, yeah, then he showed everybody. Look what I found in her drawer. That's awesome. That is awesome. You should keep those things locked up, ladies. I don't think ladies. Especially when you're getting stuff laid in you. No doubt about it. Moldings and trim. Yeah, you don't want to have. No trim laid on you. Yeah, you don't want to have get, get somebody's laying some wood in your bedroom and they knock <laughs> over your dresser. Boom. No. So anyways, um, this agricultural move by Michigan is a big one. It really helps to broaden the scope of hemp versus marijuana. Many people are still ignorant about that. We have old boy over in Idaho that got pulled over with 40 was it 4,000 or 40,000 pounds of hemp, and they wanted to arrest him because they thought it was marijuana. I remember that story. We got to re-up re on that story and find out what happened with that guy. Do you think we're behind on the, the hemp game now, being that we, as, you know, the U.S. in general? No, I don't think so. I think there's room to grow. 
I think we. I can, like your pun. I think we can. Uh, we can definitely use hemp for a lot of things where that we're using plastic for and stuff right now, like non biodegradable. If you YouTube on hemp, there's people that build houses out of hemp. Yeah, they make the hemp bricks or the hemp walls, and I think they used to build like car frames and shit out of that. I think they used to build like back in the day, the Nazis built tanks out of it. <laughs> Maybe True not. fact. True maybe, fact. Maybe not. No, I think it's real. I think I went over the line. So, is there even it, a line? No, there's no line. In order to grow hemp in Michigan, you have to register with the state, obtain a license. It's a hundred dollars plus a handle hemp cost. Handle hemp cost. Yeah. Process and handle hemp cost. Thirteen fifty. So for fourteen fifty, you can grow hemp. Is there like a minimum that? Like, do you have to have, like, 10 acres or 50 acres or a hectare? Well, if someone is interested in growing hemp, they just need to have one of these processor handler licenses, and they're already available online. So if you're in Michigan and you want to grow hemp, all you got to do is go to uh, just Google it, and uh, it'll take you to... You can go to michigan.gov backslash industrial hemp. Yes, Exactly. There's also some upcoming, uh, well, I lied. Those meetings are over with. Yeah, those meetings are done already. Well, you can still go to the website. You can. So that's good news, man. We're, it Michigan, is. Michigan's, Michigan's going to lead the way in, in marijuana um, totally. Cocaine, I hope, one day, too. Uh, I don't know. We're too far away from that. Got to move south, buddy. Got to go down to somewhere where it grows at. We're going to grow some good weed here. We already do. We already have bomb weed in Michigan. Um, uh, I'll put our weed up against any weed. Even like Colorado? Or- I don't care. Just because they were there. for We've been growing for years, too. You got to remember, 2008 was our medical when our medical came in, and everybody was already growing. I heard Cali has the best weed, though. You know what? I'm not going to diss California in no way, but they got a little bit of advantage. Yeah, the weather. They've been growing there since like the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So they got a little bit of advantage out there in Cali, but it's not taking nothing away from you because you know what they do on the West Coast. Mm. Dang. Got it. That's what they do. Let's try that again. Shout out to Mike Biggs on the West Coast. Mm. That's intense. That is. That's crazy. Let's go. Shout out to Donnie Diaz on the West Coast. Mm. It's like we took a breath before we did that. It was like. Mm. You have to for that perfect, perfect melody. Nice. So getting, we're going to talk about some more weed. Let's talk about weed. If that's okay. That's fine. On to our second story. This is from The Guardian. and It talks about Canada. Our friends up in Canada there. Hey. Clouded Judgment. What up? Yeah, clouded. He's up there. Maybe he could give us some of his view on this. I think he will one day. So Canada's, this this story is basically about what we talk about here quite often. The legal weed struggles to light up as smokers stick to the black market. And it talks about Melissa. She's a resident of Halifax, Nova Scotia. 
she went to uh, the Canada's first government can- cannabis store and she wasn't impressed. You know, you can't smell the product and it's too, in- uh, too expensive, she said. And uh, so, like, thousands of other Canadians went back to their old habits, buying from the neighborhood dealers. Smart. Got that little extra personal care. Six months after Canada became the first G7 country to legalize marijuana, the bold experiment is still struggling to get off the ground. I got one time, didn't they run out of weed and shit? When they first went legal, they did. Yeah. I think it was the newest craze, but now everybody's settling back down. They're realizing that a lot of it's outdoor. A lot of commercially grown shit is in order for them to profit with all the regulations and having to like, you know, send it to get tested and having to track it all the way through. It's very expensive to grow weed commercially and outdoor weed just doesn't cut it, man. Not after you've had such awesome strains, you know, you've had some very potent 20, 25% grown in a controlled environment by professionals just as professional as the commercial people. These guys have been growing for decades. Yeah. The guys that have been growing in their basements and their houses and their garages and their attics, they've been growing way before these companies. And even though they're, you know, they, they have botanists or they have scientists and they do it like this. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with getting four or five ounces of plant commercially. I'm just mm-hmm. not. And it looking like shit, smelling like shit. You know? I know, man. I hate it. And so do the people of Canada. Legal producers were unable to meet the sudden surge in demand and struggle for weeks to fill orders, leaving marijuana stores with empty shelves. So you're exactly right, Dave. They were running out of weed. As a result, the vast majority of cannabis sales in the country, roughly $5 billion, are made on the illegal markets compared to $2 billion in legal sales. Dang. You know how many people go to dispensaries and buy weed and then resell it to people? Can you even make money like that? You can. Huh. Yeah, because uh, even though, you know, just like any other business the more you buy the cheaper it is so if you go to a dispensary and buy the maximum you can get like two and a half ounces or four ounces or whatever and you're paying a hundred an ounce you can come back and make money off that it might be a little bit of money how often can you go back and buy it i don't know the laws in canada here you can only go once a day okay i don't know when the recreate because recreational you can have up to 10 ounces total so i don't know how they're gonna govern that they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna govern shit So, ahead of legalization, the Prime Minister had argued that the move would nearly eliminate the black market, which he said funneled money into organized crime. (laughs) Little did he know. But with no cannabis to sell, licensed operators across the country had to turn away potential customers, sending them back to the black market. When I'm sold out, they're still going to find products somewhere. That's what the uh, one of the pers- uh, Trevor Tobin, <coughs> who operates the High North Marijuana Store, with his mother. Business has been an ongoing struggle in the face of persistent shortages. It's hard to keep employees behind the counter when they're not selling any product. We lose money every day if we don't have product on the shelf. That's a great point. 
the fuck's a gray market? Against the gray market stores, which alongside alongside marijuana sale, a marijuana sell edibles and hashish items that licensed stores cannot offer. Oh, so it's a semi-legal store. So it's a semi-legal. They're always going to find a loophole, man. The product I wait, what's up? So you wouldn't have to worry about loopholes if you just just totally legalized it, man. You wouldn't have to have all these government entities trying to regulate and tell people. But how are you going to tax it, though? You got to tax it. Why do you got to tax it? Because how's the government going to get their cut? They get enough cuts. If people are buying it, you know what? They t- they should tax the equipment and the nutrients and the stuff to. That you use to grow, to grow it, it, the lights and the bongs, all that which shit. You yeah. use to smoke it. Yeah, you tax shouldn't. The you shouldn't tax the plant. That's interesting to think about. And then that way, the taxes kind of spread evenly. You know, if you're going to pay extra twenty percent on your bong, people aren't going to like it. But I mean, it's only an extra dollar or some shit. I don't know if that will work. Is I think because they're using alcohol as the model. They're taxing alcohol and it works. Does it work? I mean, people drink. They they people don't go buy moonshine. Yeah, but where's the alcohol tax go to? The like general what? fund? Yeah, I mean, gets spent on bullshit. Probably. Just general sales tax or would, alcohol tax. I or? would say it's a plant that should. For like weed, it's a plant. The tax should go back to the. The earth. What do you mean the earth? Like, and re and saving like the waters and the plastics and you know it should be all invested back into clean energy and shit like that. That would help with the infrastructure thing. Yeah, you can make some hemp roads, hemp bridges. So in Michigan, the liquor tax is six percent. So it's the regular, same as a sales tax. So same as a sales tax, yeah. Um, it depend. I, I guess it depends on the percentage of alcohol in there. If it's wine or if it's liquor or if it's beer, it's taxed differently. That's interesting. So I wonder with marijuana if you could tax that differently. Like if you, if it's something like a, a byproduct of marijuana because it had to be processed. Whatever you use to process that, you tax that a little higher or lower. Right. Use butane to process it. Butane should have a higher tax on it. That's what you're saying. Right. That's not a bad idea. But then what happens when fucking Philly blunts go up to $7 a pack because people are rolling blunts with it? Well, it's kind of kind of opens up for competition, man. What if I what if I want to grow my own Philly Blunts wraps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you can. <clears throat> what the hell? I don't know if I like that policy, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just throwing something out there, man, that make it easier for. I think they should. I don't, but I agree with you because it brings up a point. If you're using marijuana for medicine, or you're using like opiates. Or or heroin, whatever you want to call it, for medicine, for pain. 
or if you're using uh, even cocaine for like a stimulant as medicine to like help you keep going or whatever you use it for party. I don't give a shit. Would, wouldn't that put it under kind of like, like food, like you can't tax it because it's like something that's either medicinal or health wise. It has to do with what you're putting in your body. Like, you know, I don't want to say like drugs are like food, but it just seems like anything that's medicine shouldn't be taxed. I mean, it shouldn't be taxed, but if for some reason they charge everybody 10 times more than what it should be. What if, what if they just gave it away for free? They should. Then what would happen? Kind of like back in the old days when you used to get like the uh, food, like the, uh, what do you call it? When you used to go get Food your, card? Not the card. Food but stamps? Not the, before the stamps. It was like a. You go in there, you can only get, like, one pack of cheese and a thing of peanut butter. Was it a card? No, it was like it was like a stamp, I guess. It was like a stamp book. Yeah. It was like they stamped your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get that. You go in there, be like, all right, stamp my book. I get my ounce for the or whatever. That's, that's intriguing. Dude, would that work? It's possible. It would put a lot of weed on the streets because people who don't even smoke it would go get the weed. Just You'd to get sell rid it. of crime like immediately. Yeah. But the problem would be: would everybody in the world be smoking? That wouldn't be such a bad thing, dude. It'd be calm. If everybody, yeah, it would be calm. We'd be like the nation. It's like America hasn't been to war in <laughs> fifty-five years. <laughs> We're too lazy. You know what I mean? We're too lazy. We're chilling. But we got hemp tanks, and we got the best video gamers ever. We, we run the video games in the whole world. We invent things. Nobody's working, but no, you work. No, you work, man. There's a new study that you actually are more motivated to work out when you're high. I'm not talking about working out. Well, working out's harder than working. I'd rather have cocaine to work out. I think coffee does good myself. What if you had cocaine coffee? That's in, that's intriguing, man. That is. Little monster on top. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, Canada, we're thinking about you. I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better for you. I'm sorry, Canadian government, you ain't getting a cut of that $7 billion, but you're getting part of the fucking $2 billion, so just be thankful, motherfuckers, because you're nothing but cartel anyway. So according to this article, everybody who buys it from the stores there, they say that shit sucks. Yeah. It's all dry. And- uh-huh. So clouded judgment, you need to come to Michigan, get some good shit. Yeah. You're like close anyways. I know. You're real close. Good dude. Come over here and smoke with us, dog. Podcast it. Hell yeah. Come over here and just give us a call. And also, illegal cannabis is 36% cheaper than the legal cannabis. That market's all fucked up there. That market's all fucked up. And do, it, do they have like the deliveries and shit there? Like I, some, like I'm New not, York and shit. I'm not sure. New Jersey, I think they have like, you can like order it on the app and they just drop that shit off. But I heard that shit's bad too, man. It's all dry usually and stems and. Do you know, I watched a documentary called The Grass is Greener on oh, Netflix. I watched that, The Grass is Greener on the other side? On the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that shit. That's good. It is good. With uh, Fab Five Freddy. Yep. The guy in New Orleans on that stupid fucking uh, mandatory minimum law who did 
eight years in prison for two joints. That's a dying shame, man. It is. He got caught with marijuana three times. And on the third, it wasn't even two joints. It was one joint. The third time he got caught with marijuana, he had one joint. And he served eight years in federal prison. For a joint. Jesus Christ. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because the government in Canada promised to pardon half a million Canadians with minor cannabis convictions. But the current rules are still not enough. And um, they're not pardoned yet. I don't think so. They what just the promised fuck? to. Rankin has become a vocal advocate of expunging the records of those with the convictions. So these people have not even been expunged yet, and it's legal in your country. What are you guys doing? Even we expunged some people already. We did. Not very many, but it makes we're sense. getting there. But that poor guy down there that did, I think it was Louisiana. Did eight years of federal prison? Man, fuck that shit. I'd have been trying to break out every fucking... I'd have tried to break out or something, dude. I can't go to prison for a joint. Not for eight years. Not for ever. Not for a day. Fuck, overnight in that fucker, I'd be fucking rioting. Throwing my lunch back through the bars, dude. You would at least be dropping the soap. No, I wouldn't be picking it up. (laughs) All right, last story of the episode, everybody. This is on Vice, and you've probably seen this, but we're covering it because it's cool. A parrot that got detained for yelling police to warn its owners about a drug raid. Damn snitch bird. Snitch fucking bird. Right on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. (laughs) So this uh, parrot here. In Brazil. The it's a nice looking bird, though. It's a nice looking bird. He uh, he or she was just looking out for the the drug dealer, his, his owner. And the police took the bird after the bird spotted cops preparing to raid the house and screamed at its owners to watch out. So <laughs> the loyal bird reportedly called, Mama, police. Was that That's a good, bad? Man. Was that a bad one? No, that was good. All right, that was good. In Portuguese, so they got it trained in Portuguese as cops were preparing to raid the home of the two suspected crack dealers. We must have been—he must have been trained for this. Well, no shit," said the cop, the Brazilian cop. How would he say that? What? How would he say what? What you just said in Brazil, Leon. Brazilian, this be Portuguese. It's kind of like Spanish, so. Oh. What, Mama Police or. Uh, <laughs> Mama Police. Mama Police. Mama Policia. Mama Policia. <laughs> or do you mean uh, the other thing where the cop says. Uh, like, no shit. He must have been trained for this one. <laughs> That's bad. It was probably close, though. I bet you that's pretty close to what they sounded like. Maybe. We can play the video. Unfortunately, the feathered lookout, his warning wasn't enough to save the owners, and the police managed to nab the alleged drug dealers, even without the element of surprise. They reportedly arrested the unarmed, the unnamed man and the teenage girl and seized bundles of crack from their home. They won't say how much. 
because it probably wasn't shit. If it was something, they'd brag about it. Trust me. The cops brought the parrot back to the station, but so far, the bird is keeping his beak shut. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Good bird. They did not only train him to be a watch parrot, which I think is cool. Not even snitch. Not even snitch. Damn. You got to figure, man, those cartel kingpins, they got all that money to fuck off billions of dollars. They can have all the animals trained in the whole, you know what I mean? Like that that uh, dolphin whale thing they uh, that escaped from Russia. What? That spy beluga. They got a spy beluga? <laughs> Damn. They found it in like Norway or some shit. You know, that's probably the Russian mob. That could be. They're they're smuggling some shit in. Like belugas. Yeah, they're smuggling vodka out, cocaine in. Dolphins and shit. Whatever. But if you could have, you know how animals, when they have like, they know earthquakes coming and shit like that. Yeah. They all like run one way or they act weird. The groundhog goes in the ground. The birds fly away. The jaguars purr in the leaves. <laughs> When danger's near. Do you know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, that's why they call me Danger Dave. Danger Dave. My whole point is they can have a warning system before they even get to their fucking badass mansion in the middle of the jungle. What would it sound like? There'd be all kinds of wild (laughs) animals coming out of the woodwork, dude. I think it could be done. Yeah, like prairie dogs and shit. Yeah, well, they probably make a little... Their warning is probably a little subtle. That shit's crazy, man. Nah. Well, I guess we're going to end on that. We got to end, man. We can't go all night. That's true. I mean, I can go all cold. night. Get I, cold with no clothes on. I can go all night. I'm sure you could. All right, everybody. 